Hey y'all, my name is LMC. If you are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. I'd very much appreciate that. I cover all things cannabis. So if you want to stay up to date, definitely think about hitting the notification bell or hit the hit the subscribe button down below. And then also think about hitting the notification bell uh, and turn the notifications on to all uh, if you want to stay up to date. Anyways, though, uh, let's jump into the segment. Okay, so I just, by the way, actually, I just put a, a segment, a new segment on my LMC News YouTube channel. And I've been saying this the last few videos, but I'm going to slowly start to transition and have the majority of these new segments come out on my LMC News YouTube channel. Um, I will still have some of those segments going to be on the main on this main channel right, that, that you're on right now. Um, but I want to start to, I'm trying to, you know, uh, compartmentalize my, my different content slash. I also want to diversify because, you know, just in case I lose this main account, maybe one day, which is very, very possible. You still be able to connect with me. Um, but so make sure you guys go check that out. It's about Marianne Williamson, uh, the former Democrat, uh, the former Democratic uh, uh, presidential primary um, candidate and how she's talked about how she didn't want to smoke weed with uh, Amy Klobuchar, who's another Democratic candidate. Anyway, though, let's jump into this segment. So this segment, we're going to be talking about uh, an article that came out earlier today. Um, shout out to the Inquirer. This is from the Inquirer.com. Okay. So this is by Sam Wood. This is posted, this is posted December 21st, 2020. Uh, okay, so title of this article is Why Medical Marijuana in Pennsylvania is Some of the Most Costly in the U.S. Okay, I've heard this from other folks. I've heard this, um, you know, from some people, from some of the viewers, from some of you guys that are from, you know, Pennsylvania that do buy medical marijuana. Uh, and I've heard that it is quite pricey. But let's jump into kind of the argument that they lay out here. We're going to kind of skim over this and uh, hit the main points. But yeah, so. Bill Cobb uses medical marijuana uh, to treat PTSD and chronic back pain. Quote, I'm a 50-year-old black man who's been a civil rights worker, said Cobb, now a criminal justice activist in Philadelphia. Quote, I smoke to have my brain slow down. But to be honest, I also smoke because I enjoy it. Okay, that makes complete sense. Alleviating his physical and mental pain is difficult when he feels another sting. His doctor-recommended medicine is not covered by insurance, right? We have a huge problem when it comes to, in America, when it comes to uh, health insurance. It's just a whole, whole mess. Um, right. So he pays out of pocket as much as $120 a week. And that's a great point. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, and specifically in this pandemic that were, you know, going, not going to the hospitals, they don't want to pay for it. They don't, you know, and they, and there's times where we've seen cases where, um, uh, because they didn't go to the hospital, one, because they couldn't afford it, or two, because they just didn't want it because of right now there's a pandemic. But we've seen a rise in uh, deaths from other, other areas like that, from things like that happening. Um, and like he said, quote, it's way too expensive. Cobb said it's ridiculous. And that is 100% true. But marijuana, right? And they're going to come probably going to this marijuana cannabis, right? It's a much, cannabis can be also a mitigating product, right? So it's also, first of all, it's cheaper for patients, right? It's cheaper rather than going to traditional medicine, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot better deal when it comes to cannabis. Now, cannabis can also help, it can help mitigate, it can help deal with pain. It, there's so many different things. We don't need to go over that specifically, but um, 
you know, overall, it'll save the taxpayer more money um, if we can start to educate people on how to mitigate um, mitigate being such a burden on the uh, medical system. You know, trying to teach people to prevent rather than trying to treat, right? Anyways, let, enough of that. Let's get into this specific though. Okay, so quote, I'm a, yeah, so. Surveys show that Keystone State has some of the highest prices for medical marijuana in the nation. Cannabis is often sold in eighths of an ounce, right? Eight, 3.5, right? Uh, which can be rolled into about seven joints. An eighth of Gorilla Glue, number four, marijuana sells for $35 in California. It's $40 in Maine. It cost $58 in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, now, I know there's some other areas in the country where an eighth could be 58, but that's still, wow, that's pricey. So in Colorado, a full ounce of average weed often sells to consumers for 190. In Pennsylvania, the price is closer to 500. Some, some especially rapacious growers charge 600. The patient community is always out, outraged about the prices, said Luke Schultz, a member of the state's medical marijuana advisory board. I'm not sure where the price should be, but we'd sure like to see it lower. And wow, is he right? Wow. So prices for medical marijuana in Pennsylvania can cost more than twice as much as a Colorado or California, um, two states where outdoor cultivation of cannabis is legal. Prices shown here are average consumer costs for an eighth of an ounce, the most commonly offered amount, which can be rolled into about, yeah, okay. Anyway, also, I think the point that they make too, that, uh, you know, in Pennsylvania, you're, you're not allowed to grow outdoor cannabis, meaning you're going to have a lot less volume, okay? Meaning less volume, high demand, low quantity, Right. That's going to always be a recipe for, you know, things to be a lot pricier. Right. Supply and demand. Um, and, you know, I did actually I did a piece on Illinois uh, about, you know, a few months ago talking about how crazy the prices are there as well. Now, Illinois is a little different because they have, you know, there, there are some similarities, but more so Illinois is different where uh, the amount of licenses are low and there are probably some price fixing going on. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much happens in every market. Price fixing is illegal, but it happens in, in every market. I promise you that. Um, but regardless of the price fixing, whether or not that's, that, that, that is the case or not, uh, Illinois is a unique situation where there's, there's a, there's a few people that have a lot of control over the distribution. So they're going to have a lot more, you know, control over the price. Uh, and they are making a ton of money over in Illinois. Now, that is a recreational market, okay? This is medical marijuana, right? Medical marijuana typically is always cheaper. Uh, okay, if you want to look at on average on most of the most of the medical marijuana markets, nowadays, like, and I've talked about this in many videos, but nowadays there's a new, it's like the new era of medical marijuana where it's now people realize how much money you can make in it or more so the state realized how much money they can make in it. So they're running like Oklahoma. Oklahoma is like very free, open free market. Uh, you can, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, uh, which I like about that system, but the taxes, you know, the, the regulation is much heavier because there's a lot of money involved, right? Um, you know, these politicians have kind of realized, wow, we did not realize how much money this can generate. And so you're starting to see medical marijuana markets turn into much more of, because back when I was doing, you know, I mean, I'm only, uh, 
I'm only in my mid twenties, but you know, in high school, when I started working in the medical industry, you know, it was way different, right? That, I think that was, that that's the kind of older era, older yeah, version of medical marijuana, like, you know, really, really low taxes. You know, you could, once you have a medical marijuana card, you can do pretty much whatever. You could have up to 24 ounces on you legally. Um, like I, have a, I literally have a pound and like a pound and a half on me. Um, been stopped by cops, taken out of the car. Here's my medical marijuana license, right? Um, but that is the that is the old era. That's the old era, right? Um, and so, what's pretty gross too about this, right? You know, and they, they pointed to this in this article, but you know, almost sixty dollars an eighth. Like these are patients, okay? Massachusetts. The difference between the top three is Illinois and Massachusetts are recreational markets. Pennsylvania, that is a medical marijuana market. And by the way, anyone that's watching in Pennsylvania that works in this industry and benefits this, I hope you know, make as much money as you can in this medical marijuana era. And this is actually to all the people and everyone in medical marijuana uh, in whatever market you are, make as much money as you guys can, because trust me, that amount of money will not be there in the future, that, those prices. Um, yeah, like we said, though, you know, this is a new and ever evolving market. And like I said, there's a whole new era of medical marijuana that started, you know, in the last five years, really. Um, but, you know, that's the scut. I don't want to ever see, you know, patients, the people that really, really need it, right? Um, you know, them, you know, having to pay a ton of money and that then therefore limits a lot of companies, you know, a lot of people from getting the medicine that they need. Uh, and, I, and I don't like that at all, but that is wild. Look at that though. So Illinois, shout out to Washington. And this, this is my home state, Washington, right? Wow. Wow. Washington is, oh, that's it. I'm good. People really just don't understand how competitive Washington is too. It's like one of the most competitive markets. It's the, the most competitive market in the world. Maybe Oregon might compete, but I, even then they can have vertical integration. That's a, that's another video though. Okay. So let's keep going though. We'll wrap this up here pretty soon. So why is the illegal weed so expensive? Blame it on the unexpected factors that have plagued the two and a half year old medical marijuana program. They range from old fashioned profiteering to a state law that has kept supply to a minimum. From a host of expensive regulations to an embryonic agency timid about using its legal authority to drive down prices. Hmm. That said, key state officials aren't even willing to talk about the issue. A spokesperson for the Office of Medical Marijuana said its director, John Collins, paid $133,000 yearly, would not grant an interview. Okay, what pops into my head right away, um, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure he's being incentivized by seeing how much money the businesses are making. Um, and he probably doesn't even want to talk about it because they're making a whole lot of money, right? At the end of the day, it doesn't really benefit him. I mean, it, sh it, mean, it should because really what they should always be looking out for is the consumer. But nowadays in America, that's too far and few between. It's not very well, uh, doesn't happen a lot anymore. Um, okay, let's keep going. So in written replies to, the, to questions, the agency said only, quote, we continue to work to assist patients to ensure we have, ac uh, we have access to medical marijuana. It provided no details. So just a no answer to that. Interesting. 
The state's new medical marijuana law permits the agency to cap prices and set up a fund to help defray costs for the poor, but such, such, but such steps may not be taken for years, if at all. So what they really did, they said, you know, they put up a, we're going to be able to do this, this, and this, and they may not ever do that, right? The, the benefits that are being promised to society or, or the general public, they may never come. Who knows, though, right? So agency staff said the law blocks it from tackling prices until it's the it has first adopted final regulations and paid back the state $3 million in seed money. And officials say it won't meet those conditions until late 2022 at the earliest. Wow. And by then, and let's be honest, right? By late 2022, there's an amazing chance that Pennsylvania has recreational cannabis, okay? And, oh, wow. That is, okay, so the agency also disclosed to the inquiry that $20 million in early marijuana revenue had been transferred to the state's general fund in recent months to help make up for the pandemic-related shortfalls. That siphoned off millions that could have assisted lower-income customers. Absolutely. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm absolutely not against, you know, government, you know, state governments or local governments taking, you know, using some of the tax money from cannabis to help other areas of society, whether, you know, education or, you know, pandemic, but at least take care of though the medical marijuana folks, um, you know, set up a fair system or, or take, you know, that money I think should, in a way, you know, it's, it's a tough situation, especially with everything going on, but medical marijuana, priority number one. Patients that need their need medical marijuana, they should be priority number one, okay? Absolutely, it should be. So, so drawing up an analyst report, national data interviews with experts and industry executives, here's an examination of prices in new marketplace that state has turned into what economists term an oligopoly. And we see this all the time in a lot of these markets. Um, and so it's, it's crazy. We'll see them in recreational, we'll see them in medical. There's different ways to go about them creating this quote unquote oligopoly in each, and the regulations can be different by state, state, state. But we see this, but let's read this one more time. So drawing upon analyst reports, national data and interviews with experts and industry executives, here's an examination of prices in a new marketplace that the state has turned into what economists term an oligopoly a sector dominated by a small group of power, powerful, powerful players watched by a handful of impotent regulators or so they think impotent or they, or at least they want to show that they're, you know, Oh, we can't do anything about this. Right. And that's exactly what it is. This is, this is an oligopoly. Okay. And, and what they're, and I promise you, and, and somebody remember this because I guarantee you in two years, I guarantee you this is going to happen in my prediction. So they said, right, if we go back here, they said in 2022 is the earliest they're going to be able, won't meet the conditions until late 2022. Okay, by late 2022, they will have, hopefully, I mean, if this doesn't, you know, I mean, not say hopefully for this, but hopefully Pennsylvania gets rec rec recreational cannabis, right? Probably will because in 2022, they're going to do a voter initiative. Um, I guarantee you it'll get voted in by the people. Um and what they'll do is they'll have, just like we saw in um, 
Arizona just with this, this past uh, initiatives winning too. So all of the medical cannabis companies in Arizona, the, the, and, and there was already a small market by itself, you know, before it turned recreational, but all of those medical licenses are going directly to recreational and they have first dibs, right? And Ariz the scheme that they've done over in Arizona, it, in terms of forming an oligopoly, and that is one of the most successful ways. I am not for it at all. I think it's bad for consumers. It's bad for the market. It's bad for, it's no competition. It's, it's bad. Look at Washington state. We got the lowest prices it is the most fuck is so competitive. Trust me. It is so competitive. And there, and there's still have, there's tons of slimy shit that happens all the time. Anyway, my, I'm not saying Washington is the best necessarily regulatory system, but competition is key, right? Cause it's good for consumers, patients. Um, but this, this whole thing of, of limiting the medical marijuana market, right? Or letting, letting the medical marijuana market get uh, consolidated. Then vote, bring in the recreational cannabis legalization and having those medical marijuana companies get first dibs, right? You know, and, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to, you know, you know get first dibs, but like... It, there's, there's, there's all these different strategies and I've gone over them before. They stack licenses. When it comes down to cannabis corruption, it really comes down to favoritism. I'm not going to say nepotism necessarily, but, um, you know, favoring a big company that may, you know, potentially give a, you know, there's, there's, it's happened where it's been a bribe. It's been an illegal bribe. It's happened where it's been a legal bribe or a donation. Um, it's, there's a lot of different ways it's happened. Okay. But this is what happens when we have an oligopoly takeover is you got prices like this, okay? Just like our fucking healthcare prices, insulin, how much does insulin cost right now? What does it cost? Like, you know, however much it's cost like a few hundred dollars when you go across the border in Canada and get it for 20 bucks, right? This is the same kind of shit they're going to try to do in the, in the, in the cannabis industry. Okay, guys, they're going to try that shit too. Okay. And I swear to God, I, I will do, I will do anything to not let that happen. I know you guys will too, hopefully, um, because that's not good for anyone. It really, long-term, it's not even good for some of these companies. I mean, it really isn't because, you know. Anyway, very, very interesting stuff. I want to go over this really quickly. So, Cannabis grow so demand vastly outstrips supply. So cannabis growers and dispensary owners charge what they want. Patient counts have exploded during two years of medical marijuana program, paced by the addition of pain and anxiety of qualifying conditions. There are constant shortages, even after the pandemic jacked up for. So, and then there's you require it requires to be indoor grown. Okay. Right. And this is, and if you've ever grown, like grow out when you're growing outdoor, you do massive, you know, one massive harvest, maybe two, usually just one and indoor is extremely pricey, okay? And and the consumer cost by state or district of an eighth, right? And you see how high that is? Patients are not getting their medicine most likely, right? Because of this high prices or it's less often they're getting the medicine. Um, a small group of people in oligopoly are taking over Pennsylvania, um, which is not good for you. It's not good for small business. It's not good for really anyone except those companies 
and those regulators that are helping out, helping them out. Maybe not even, you know, long-term it's not gonna be good though for the regulators. It's not gonna be good for most people, okay? But I, I really hate this shit and we see this all the time, but Pennsylvania is, is stacking up to be a little bit of an interesting one for sure. Um, you know, I, I think governor, I think Governor Wolf and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman should definitely address this. Honestly, definitely, um, because of all their attempts that I've seen, it seems potentially a little bit disingenuous or doing it for the wrong reasons. Even though they talk about, it. I mean, then again, most politicians are sociopaths, right? So, you know, but I, I you know. John Fetterman, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, I, I think that, you know, it seemed like it to me, but you can't be talking all this stuff and then have this kind of shit happen, in my opinion. Anyways, guys, I'm going to end this here. I don't want to go too long. I probably went very long. Uh, if you made it to the very end, I really appreciate you. Let me know if you guys found this interesting at all. Um, and yeah, if you're from Pennsylvania, I would love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, also, guys, go check out my other YouTube channels. There'll be linked down in the description. Also, go follow my Instagram. Go follow my Twitter. Send me an email if you want. Go to my website. Subscribe uh, uh, to my newsletter. Uh, and yeah, there'll be links down in the description. So definitely go check that out. Definitely subscribe. All that good stuff. Anyways, guys, my name is LMC. Pennsylvania looking a little bit funny. I need to I need to call up my guy. Uh my homie, the Jewish sauce boss, he, he's, he works in that industry, um, in the Pennsylvania industry. So, but anyways, guys, my name is LMC. Really appreciate y'all. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And I hope y'all have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.